Yes, good morning, everyone. Wednesday, February 7, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Big show today, lots of great guests uh, and uh, across a lot of different sports as well. And uh, the cricket last night, if you would call it of anywhere near international standard, certainly was from one side of the fence with the Aussies winning very, very comfortably, to say the least. In fact, it was the shortest completed one-day international in Australia as they obliterated the West Indies by eight wickets with 259 balls to spare in Canberra. Uh, so that's our fastest ever run chase on home soil. 6.5 overs to reach the target of 87. Pup, good morning. How are you? Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Uh, I'm well, thank you. Uh, yes, it wasn't a... Uh, wasn't a great game of cricket, Mido. And if I'm to be completely honest, when I turned the television on to watch it at five, I think it was five thirty-three, the game was over. So uh, I don't really know what to say. Um, well, it was not di- barely dis- a T20. Disappointing to see West Indies um, play like that. It was third grade. Aussies were very good, but yeah, I, this one-day series hasn't been great for them, unfortunately. Hey, Loza. Morning, boys. Yeah, I'm trying to be as gentle as yeah. I can. Well, I think the big story out of the game was Lance Morris, side stroke. Let's yeah. hope it's not too bad. Um, massive wraps on the young man. Yeah. Uh, very fast bowler. Uh, what did I tell you about the weather, boys? Yeah. Told you to clear up. There you go. 26 summer... degrees. It was uh, quite humid they were talking about down there. A couple of listeners told us down there they wouldn't be playing. Mm. Mm. But so that's local knowledge. Local knowledge, local knowledge shines through. Spending a lot of time down there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was disappointing from the West Indies point of view uh, to be all out what, for 86. That's not good. That's not good in a one-day international. Uh, and Australia did it quite comfortably off 6.5 overs. What about young Fraser McGurk? He's good. Uh, 41, 18 balls, just cracked it. Um, and you know Josh Inglis, I try to re- think about who he reminded me of, and I, f- I worked it out last night. He looks... And not so much bats like him, a little bit of Brendan McCullum. He's got Brendan McCullum about him. I have to have another look. He lost. just looks exactly like him. Yeah. Okay. But with the helmet on, he he hits the ball, strikes it well. Um, so he's obviously a, a player that I've identified. He, I think he'll be a part of the Australian setup hmm. in the short form of the game for a long time. Xavier Bartlett. He bowls the most beautiful outswinger, Clarky. He bowls with a very good seam, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, just it's... gorgeous outswinger. Yeah, he's been exceptional. He's two opportunities and grabbed it with both hands. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's been, and again, right time to do it. Um, I think it's been nice to see some some fresh faces, some new names in that Australian team, giving guys an opportunity. And, yeah, they've they've grabbed it with, with both hands. So, uh, interesting. I saw they also announced or picked their T20 squad for New Zealand, um, which I would imagine that will be uh, their, their World Cup T20 team that will be selected very soon as well because I think that starts in June over in the West Indies and America. I would imagine that their their squad will come from this New Zealand. These are the last T20s before the World Cup, so I think whoever they've picked in this New Zealand tour will, you know, they'll pick their World Cup team out of that. So, um, 
Yeah, interesting. I, they, uh, again, I, I think I've been very clear how much I support Smitty. I think he's a hell of a player um, in all formats. And, and I thought last World Cup he, he probably could open the batting and done a, done a good job as well. But he's in that squad for New Zealand. So I wonder what they're thinking with Steve Smith. Where are they going to bat him in that T20 World Cup team? Well, it would be between, because obviously Warner's one opener, it'd be between he and Travis Head to basically have the other opening spot, wouldn't it? Well, Mitch Marsh has opened, but Mitch could bat. Mitch will bat three, three if they do that. Yeah, I think that that's he, why. And and again, I don't see the point in taking someone like a Steve Smith if he's not in your starting eleven. Hmm. You know, you're better off picking a Fraser McGurk. <laughs> you know what I mean? To just go and smack it out of the park. Um, I think in T Twenty cricket now, I think Smitty's best suited to opening the batting, hmm. and I think he's shown that with the way he played for for the Sixers when he's opened the batting. Um, but yeah, interesting. I, I think I think the World Cup. Well, you would imagine that'd be silly if the World Cup team is not coming out of that squad that's going to New Zealand. Mm. You'd want them to play a couple of games together. You'd think mm. in preparation before getting on that plane for for the caravan. Also, Mitch Marsh has kept the captaincy. Yes, like it. I think I think right. Cummins is well. back, so yep. Mitch Marsh keeps the captaincy. I think that's good. I, I think that I think Paddy's done a done a great job in the Test format and the one day format. Um, I think the one day captaincy now he can you know it would be something that he's probably going to consider because he's just won the World Cup. So if he wanted to to no longer do that and just play, he he'll probably you know he's got that he's got that option. I think he has the right to select if he wants to do it or not. Obviously, the test captaincy he'll want to continue with. But I think in the 2020 format, it gives him a breather as well. just allows him to to go and play. Um, And I think Mitch Marsh, I think it's a good opportunity for him. I think he's done well with it so far. Uh, He can handle it. He's done it for... um, For Perth in T20 cricket. He's done it for Western Australia in Shield cricket. Um, I think it's the right time. He's in great form. So I, I think that's a really smart decision by Cricket Australia. Uh, and then I think they'll, you know, Paddy will make a decision based on And I think he's, I think he might have already come out and said he wants to keep captaining the one-day team. So he does one-day cricket and test cricket, and Mitch Marsh does 2020 cricket. Why not? I think it's, um, I think it's a good balance for him. Oh, a couple of notables to miss out in that T20 squad for the New Zealand League. Our man Sean Abbott. And Jason Berendorf. Jason Berendorf was T20 Player of the Year at the Allen Border Medal the other night. Yeah, wow. uh, Nathan Ellis is ahead of them. So, anyway, you've still got these two little series. IPL will be a factor, surely. If someone yeah. goes ballistic in the IPL, yeah, but can well, propel themselves I, into that World Cup squad in June. Oh, I'm sure, and injuries as well. That's the other thing. There's still a lot of cricket, so players can get injured. But I, I would have thought this is a good opportunity to take your World Cup squad away, be together, play some games together um, in preparation for a, a World Cup campaign. But, yeah, there's a lot of cricket still to be played, don't get me wrong. Not international T20s, but a lot of domestic T20s to be played. So, especially with the bowlers and all-rounders, you'd imagine there's going to be some injuries. Uh, but yes, Smitty, someone like Smitty, he, he's not playing in the IPL. He didn't mm. get picked up. So, really... He he needs to he needs an opportunity in New Zealand needs to grab it with both hands. Mm. Gosh, you just think Fraser McGurk, we've got to get him in there, don't we? Mate, my goodness, oh. he's he's ready. Forty one off eighteen balls in his second one day international yesterday. Jake Fraser McGurk. Uh now this text from Craig and, and the Swans made an announcement yesterday and had a news conference and it was to announce that Callum Mills is the sole captain this year. 
after his co-captains of the past two years, Luke Parker and Dane Rampey, decided to stand down. So Callum Mills, uh, who will miss half the season, of course, after he tore his rotator cuff in an incident of Mad Monday. Uh, Craig texts in, I find the decision by the Swans hierarchy to appoint Callum Mills as sole captain this season as strange, considering he'll miss half the season through injury. Uh, what happens if the Swans are leading the comp when he is due back? Pick him, but as captain, I'm not sure, could upset some of the playing group. Cheers, Craig. Well, I know, and listening to John Longmire yesterday, the players had a big input into this and basically ratified this. And then John Longmire approves it over the top. So I don't think there's any issues there at all. Callum Mills is beloved within that playing group. Uh, Sydney boy and uh, the other two, well, I think you know, getting beyond 30. a lot of 30. leadership groups are chosen and a lot of leaders yeah. are chosen these days is that the players have a big say on who they want to lead the team. And as you say, the coaching group just rubber stamp what the players have endorsed. Mm. So I think Callum Mills... and. I saw him. I think it was October. He had early October. He had the operation, so I don't think he'll miss as much football as what you think. If it's been a success, the operation, I don't think he'll miss a lot of football. I think he probably misses the first month or something like that. And I think what clubs or footy teams tend to do these days is give a worst case scenario, so you're not sort of looking at being asked every week about. How someone is and when will they be back? They just sort of put a line in the sand at the start and give you the worst case scenario, so you're not hassling them all the time, and you can just revert back to halfway through the season. Whereas I think I, 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 I'm sure that a lot of footy teams now just always give you the worst case, and with inside the four wheels, they're working harder to get them back earlier, but they just don't announce that to the public. And then when they make a surprise comeback, it's it's not a surprise to them. Mm. Um, but I'd be surprised if Callum Mills, um, from that injury, misses more than half the season. I, I, I think, at worst, he probably misses six weeks. We'll have Luke Parker on later this morning, one of the uh, well previous co-captains to have stood down, Luke Parker. Uh, hopefully, all going well, will play his 300th game this AFL season. All right, coming up this morning, Dick Fame coming up after the news soon. We'll preview the Dolphins season. In the NRL, Adam Pengilly, Dean Bulldog Richie in the studio, Naomi Fox, Jess's sister, who on the weekend picked up a bronze medal in the kayak cross, which is the event she's trying to make Paris in. Uh, Luke Parker, as I mentioned, and Chris Hyington, Tigers assistant coach now, was a trainer last year, but has been promoted in that setup under Benji Marshall, ahead of the Tigers' renaissance. In 2024. On the back page of the Daily Telegraph today, the big sell, Jordan Mylata joins the Las Vegas Drive. Bulldog has written this story. Of course, Jordan Mylata, Western Sydney boy, over there playing left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, was in the Super Bowl last year and, uh, you know, played junior rugby league, of course. So the NRL is looking at getting him in uh, over the course of the week to help Spruik. The start of the NRL season coming up in a month's time at the same venue as where the Super Bowl will be, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, there in Vegas, uh, Jordan Mylata. So, you know, the NRL looking to pull out all stops, as you'd expect, to promote their cause a month out from the start of the season. And uh, just on Vegas as well, on the back page of the telly, pain relief is harsh clear for Las Vegas. So... 
any potential visa issues. Payne Haas has been cleared by the US government. Reese Walsh has a meeting with the US Embassy in Sydney as well to try and get ticked off to ensure he's over there as well. Uh, Day-night clash without night session is on the uh, back page as well. Aussies romping after their enormous victory there. Uh, last night, more Vegas in the Herald. Small pitch, big changes. Rabbitohs learn their lines for Vegas stage is the headline there. And uh, just with the field size, gee, I'll tell you what, it's, it's five metres less they'll notice big time, won't they, as far as uh, the sidelines are concerned. So yeah, basically it's two and a half metres each side. Yeah, it, it's a, um, well, it's one person in terms of a defensive, hmm. you know, one, one and a half person, pe- uh, people. Uh, covering so, I'd ex- I don't know whether there's going to be a lot of space on the outside. Um, whereas you know a guy like Reese Walsh, with that extra five meters, he just puts you under all sorts of pressure. So it'll be easier to defend those shapes out the back mm. and when they move the ball because you don't have to cover as much ground, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see what style of footy teams come up with and how much practice they'll be doing on those narrow fields. Uh, but, yeah, no, it is. Once you're out there on the field, you'll you'll notice it, most definitely. Five metres is a lot. Mm. Uh, Big Ben, back page of the Courier Mail in Queensland. Rising Broncos star reaches new heights. So keep an eye out for Ben Secura. Uh, they've got to trial the Broncos against Winner Manly uh, this weekend. And uh, they're looking to unleash a 19-year-old who is 205 centimetres. That's six foot nine. Uh, basically, the tallest NRL players on record. Well, you've got to go back to Gareth Morgan, Garrick Morgan, who was a former Wallaby who we saw play for the Crutches back in what was it, 95, 201 centimetres. Matt Parsons as well, who many remember playing for the Newcastle Knights. Ben Tukura, not gee, six foot nine, Jeez, looks a, a big lad, Loz. Mate, that's that's a massive unit, isn't it? Six foot nine, wow. His biggest challenge will be fitness and keeping up with the speed of the game. Um, there's no doubt that he'll have the strength, uh, but if he's got the mobility, uh, I'm excited to see this young man play um, because that's a that's a huge body, and in the speed of the with the speed of the NRL, that's where big guys get fi- found out. So you want to make sure that agility-wise, he's okay. Uh, but if he carries the ball strongly and he's got that agility, um, <laughs> he's going to be hard to handle, very hard to handle. always wonder with those big blokes too how much more difficult it is to defend and to bend their back. That, that must take a bit more out of them than people that are built lower to the ground. Mm. Because you think about it, if you're six foot nine and you've got someone that's six foot running at you, and you you know you, you you've got to be able to tackle them mm. below the shoulders. See, especially now. Now, yeah, yeah. Mm. So you, it, it's going to be harder for them tackling. I would I would have thought. So uh, hopefully he's got a, a really good technique. Five centimeters on Big Nelson sounds a lot. Hey, and Nelson's you, as big it, as I've seen. Oh, did you see the photo with Tom Brady and Nelson going around? Yes. I didn't realise yep. Tom Brady was that big. Yeah. He's not as thick as Nelson. As tall, As though. tall, yeah. Uh, just on the Super Bowl, by the way, Dick Fane coming up shortly. Over, <laughs> it's amazing. They had a press conference I saw about what food they'll be serving at Allegiant Stadium. So this is some of the food 
that you can get. This is for the Super Bowl. This is for the Super Bowl. Not for the NRL. No, no, no. This yeah. is the Super Bowl. Uh, how about an ultimate seafood stuffed potato? So, seafood stuffed potato. Seafood stuffed potato. So you've got lobster. Potato marinara. Lobster. And Yum. Then you go to macaroni cheese under the lobster. In the potato. In the potato. Yeah, but they yep. like the potatoes over there, don't they? Uh, they love a good potato. Same you, as the UK. I'll tell you what you can do with a potato. potato in a minute. Why in a minute? Why not now? I can. You know you can charge a phone with a potato? What? Please keep going. Sorry. Get a potato. Yep. Good start. Pour a bottle of Coca Cola. Acid over the over the um, potato? potato, and then put your charger. Charger or phone? Oh, no, you've charger. So you, as you would plug it into the wall, you yeah. plug it into the potato, and then plug your put, phone in. Plug your phone in, and it will charge. There you go. Little trick for your voice. Have you done this? Yes. Okay, I'm going to sample it today. I'm so hang on, does it, does it matter? Do you, does the potato need to be cooked? No. Nope. So just a raw potato. Just raw potato. Cut it get open. A, get, a, get a can of coke or a bottle of coke. Pour it on. Hang on. Like so you got you got to cut the potato. No, 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 no. All just in pour, a bowl. Just pour, pour it over the potato. Yeah. Okay. And then you just <laughs> plug it in. Man, I tell you what, this Charges is your phone. This is called. The greatest fix-up no, to no. get yourself electrocuted. This is good. Right, this is good. So, this is a new put, segment so hang on. Here. Inventions you, with laws. You yeah. tell your child to keep any sort of water or... No, I didn't say water. No, no. I'm saying you tell your child to keep any sort of water or fluid away from yep. a PowerPoint yep. because of the fear of being electrocuted. Yep. Now, you're telling me yep. I've got to, put, I've got to no. put my phone charger into Coca-Cola. No. No, no, no. Into Potato. Okay, that's filled in the bowl is full of Coca-Cola, which is a yeah, fluid. But no, it pours over the potato. You pour it over the potato and you put it into the potato. Okay. Is the Coke, where, where's the well, Coke absorbs, that you're pouring? It absorbs into the potato as well. And then you just put it in. And you know what, you I'm put, just going to try you, it. Then when you put it in. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it today. When I get home, I'm going to put my charger into a Coke-filled potato, all in a bowl. And then I'm going to plug my phone in, see that's, if it charges. Yeah, that's exactly I've never right. heard of this in my who life. Told and I'm not going to knock Don't it. Don't worry about I... who told me. Okay. But you you were telling me that you have done this and yes, it works. I have done it. Can someone verify this, please? Zero four one nine seven six seven two. Please don't try this at home. You could be electrocuted. And that's the last thing we want to be promoting. So do not try this at home. Oh, you won't be electrocuted. <laughs> okay. Because you're not putting it into the wall. You're not. Yeah. It's, it's You put... I don't like any sort of the, fluid around wires, man. It's not my go. It's not my go I'll at just all. Just try the Nokia one, 5110 first. One good zap. Yeah, maybe don't try your own phone yeah. either. <laughs> Grab your mates. We'll get to more of the Super Bowl food soon. Some of these, seriously, like, honestly, like, sit on your heart. Chicken and waffles. Just a waffle with fried chicken on top. And, like, a skewer of, uh, what is it? A pipette pipe of syrup. That they just put that you just squeeze on top of your fried chicken and waffle. Unbelievable. 